and we are live. Here we are. It is Thursday, July 30th. It is one more day and it will be August. Seven months of this 2020 will be gone. Uh, you know, remember, we are in the roaring 20s today of the new century. Last hundred years ago, it was the 2020s of the 19th century. Now we're in the roaring 20s of the 20th century. It, it is going to be amazing what is going to transpire. You know, there was a thing called Moore's Law. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the speed of the computers would double every 18 months. And, and that started years ago, and it has not fallen behind once. So the technology that we're sitting here with today, what I'm doing today live here, we couldn't do a few years ago. So, so this is actually all new technology. I have new lighting. I had uh, my, my video coach in that in yesterday, Jerry from Total Productions. Uh, if you need a webmaster and a web place for a website, you cannot go wrong with a company called Total Productions uh, and Jerry Smith. Uh, he is an amazing, amazing man. As we start every day, we start with prayers. For people that have been affected by COVID-19, uh, the good thing I saw in the newspaper this morning in the Wall Street Journal is it appears, they said in the headline, it said leveling off. So maybe we have now finally hit the peak of this thing going on. So now that people are moving around and, and it has reached its peak. Uh, so we hope for that. But our prayers go out to everybody that has been affected or impacted uh, by this COVID-19 stuff. And we pray for the families who have lost loved ones uh, along the way. Uh, it's it just what it is. And uh, so with that, we're going to move on. Today, we're going to talk about, we're going to continue our discussion today on strategies. And I'm going to get more in depth today. Uh, the last few days as I've talked, let me get my, my uh, cheat sheet notes here. You know, we've talked about a lot of things. And, and you know, in, in that process, we've talked about the difference between uh, typical planning, financial planning, as we experience it today, and what I refer to as prosperity economics. It is a different way to think. Uh, it, it, it gives you a different vision. You see things differently. I want to make sure that you learn how to measure correctly uh, and you understand cash flow. Cash flow is what this is about. Money in motion creates wealth. Parking money somewhere allows some other entity to create wealth with your money because they put it in motion when you leave it parked there. So always be aware of that. And number five is control. You know, the key to everything is being in control of your money, not giving up control to somebody else. You must stay in control of your money and you have to understand the velocity of money or movement of money. And, and, and that is really very simple. As I do something with a dollar in my financial life, I want to get two, three and four turns. I want that, that dollar to do more than one thing. So if I park my money somewhere and, and there it is, and if I let it compounded interest or dividends and capital gains reinvest, it's only doing one thing. I want my money to do multiple things. 
I'm going to teach you how to do that. That's the whole idea behind this educational program that I have designed here. We're going to continue to beat this and beat this until you share it with everybody around you. I'm open to challenges. If you want to challenge what I'm telling you, bring on the challenge, but bring your calculator. Don't bring Aunt Mary's opinion or Billy Bob from work or whatever. Uh, You know, people have lots of opinions. Opinions are a dime a dozen, but facts are what counts. You know, a lie repeated often enough becomes believed very easily, but the truth takes work in order to get it across to people to where they truly believe, because there's a saying, you know, of the same opinion still, it, it, it just, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So don't ever forget that. You're not going to convince other people. And I'm surely not trying to convince you that I'm right. I want to provide you the factual educational information. It's available here every day. I've got now hundreds of these videos and hundreds of podcasts that are out there on the internet that are there for education of people about this financial stuff. It it is just so important because I, I always talk about that. If we step back and look at the usdebtclock.org and you truly look at that and you read it and you study what it is, what what conclusion do you come to? You know, I, I, I don't know you and maybe I don't know you. I may know some of you that are on here listening to me today, but, but I tell you, you, you have to come up with your own perception. Remember, perspective is how you see life. Perception is how you interpret life. The same thing applies to that usdebtclock.org. When you look at that, it gives you a perspective. Yeah, the government's in debt and they're spending money, but your perception is that it is meaningless. Otherwise, you would be doing something with your own financial life to try to prepare and protect yourself in the best way you could for what is eventually going to come out of this monster problem the government has created and continues to add to on a daily basis. So you've got to accept that as the challenge that I talk about. You know, the Family Money Farm book, my book, here it is right here. You need to go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, get a copy of my book and read it. I mean, there are stories in the book that will just, I believe they will boggle your mind. You know, one of the stories in there, I'm not going to go through it all, but you know, we tend to easily listen to people that are educated, highly educated, genius educated, okay, in the way that they work. So, you know, those people are passed off as they know it all. You know, I've met in my 44 years of doing this, I've met some some PhDs in my office. I don't know, but maybe I only have a couple as clients that are PhDs because the few that I remember meeting, they came here and all they did for an hour was tell me how great they were, how much they knew and how smart they were. They didn't listen to a word I said. They are truly the implementation of what Nelson calls the arrival syndrome. You know, they, they, they've arrived. 
They, they know it all. There's nothing else they can figure it all out. They don't need any help from anybody else. If you think about that, that arrival syndrome, that is really scary because it means it, that people, <laughs> they don't believe that anything new is ever going to come along anymore. Think about that. Nothing new is ever going to come along anymore. And I guess yesterday we launched a spaceship that's headed for where? Mars. Uh, so there's nothing new out there. So why are we going to Mars? I don't know. So when I think about this, you think, you see things differently, flow, understanding, cash flow, velocity of money, control on your money, movements of money, you know, money doing things. Think of a pinball machine, you know, you pull it back and you shoot that little silver ball and it bing, 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 and it's bouncing all over that pinball machine. Then it eventually goes down that little hole in the back. And if you're good at working the flippers, you can keep that ball in play and make lots of score. Well, well I guess that's what I mean about dollars. The more you have moving in continuous, in other words, the better you become at keeping your money in motion, the greater opportunity you're going to score more points and add up more money. So there's an analogy for you, okay? Next one is that multiply your money. Prosperity comes from money multiply. It, it, it just, it's the only way that you create real wealth. You cannot become wealthy in compounding interest. It, it isn't going to happen. Because even if you look at the best compound interest you could get today, which is probably, I have some annuity companies that are paying three and a quarter, maybe three and a half percent compounded. Now that's not guaranteed. They have a minimum guarantee at two and a half or two and a quarter, but they're currently paying three or three and a quarter or three and a half. That doesn't barely beat inflation. If we believe the government, and their historical average of inflation of 3%, guess what? If you're only making 3%, you're not getting ahead at all. You're not gaining any ground whatsoever in what you're doing. Think about it. That's what we talked about, 15-year mortgage versus a 30-year mortgage. Of course, you're going to pay less interest on a 15-year mortgage than a 30-year mortgage, but that isn't the correct only measurement. Remember, measure, third principle, you need to learn how to measure more efficiently because you have to take into consideration opportunity cost and time value of money. That's what you have to do. And when you do that, the 30 year mortgage becomes more efficient than a 15 year mortgage. In fact, if you do it correctly, you can still pay off the 30 year mortgage in 15 years if you choose to do that, but you would have had more money control, more tax benefits, more of a lot of things during the first 15 years because you'd be paying less money provided you save and manage and use that cash flow that you hung on to. You kept control of instead of giving it to the bank. Because why do they tell you? Who's telling you that the 15 years is better than the 30? Oh, look at the interest you're going to save. The bank is telling you that. Well, why do they want you to pay more money? Remember the four rules of banking. I want all your money, more I'm going, keep it forever, give back as little as possible. There's the four rules of financial institutions. 
So by convincing you that a 15-year mortgage is better than a 30-year mortgage, you, you just played the game and lost. You just played the hand, four-card hand. I want all your money, more on going, keep forever, give back as little as possible. And you gave it to them in bigger amounts that didn't benefit you at all. You got no benefit from that money in the long term. So where's your, where's your, your benefit in that? Those four goals. Now, remember the four goals of what we're trying to do. We want to save 20% of our gross income or more, have 50% of our annual income in accessible cash, have no consumer debt unless you own it, and the payments you make are to yourself with interest. So you're replacing your money. You paid cash for something, so you're replacing your money, and you're recapturing the opportunity costs that you lost when you paid cash if you don't pay you back with interest. And you cannot afford to lose opportunity costs because we need to have the most we can have at some future date. It's that simple. The goal is to have the most I can have on any given date in the future. So that leads me to efficiency planning and understanding this process that I'm teaching you called the CFO project. The Family Money Farm, the CFO Project. So those are the principles. We talked about the difference between financial planning and prosperity economics. I want to talk about some strategies. We have a few minutes today, and I'm going to do this today. We're going to finish it up tomorrow and, and get through this week. Next week's going to be exciting because next week I'm going to get into philosophy of this stuff. Uh, and we're really going to get into how do I change the way I think. Remember, there's three things that you have to experience. The books I read, the people I meet, and the places I go. That is how you change. Because you are where you are because this is where you decided to be. You've made all the decisions in your life that brought you to this moment in time. And if you're not where you want to be, something has to change. And it's you. That's what Jody said to me 29 years ago. He said, Tom, you got to change. You, you created a mess in your life. You made all the decisions that brought you to this moment in time. And he says, you have to be careful of the human nature things. You know, upon the plains of hesitation sit the bones of countless millions who upon the threshold of success sat down to wait and in waiting they died. Now, what did I just say? People are thinking wrongly. They think success is a place that I get to someday. Success is not a destination, it's a journey. And when you truly understand that and live your life every day, you start to find real happiness and joy in your life that will take you to the next place. Strategies. The first strategy, have higher deductibles on car, home, liability, umbrella insurance, medical insurance, disability insurance, have longer waiting period. Now, what does that do? Now, you remember the first goal is saving 20% of our income. How do I do that? Well, I eliminate consumer debt because most of your money probably is going to consumer debt because the National average, the average family spends 34 cents on every dollar in interest on debt in some way. 
Isn't that interesting? On average, 40% goes out in taxes. Oh, okay. So 40% in taxes and 30, that's 74%. And on average, 23% goes to lifestyle. So how much does that leave for savings? I've never met anybody. I, I take that back. I, I've met a few. But, but they're in the, the one single digit percentage, less than one percent, that actually are saving 20% or more of their annual income in savings in a diversified way. Not all in their IRA, 401k, 403b, pension plan, whatever, because that is a wrong strategy. If you got a 401k and the company's matching, you put enough to the match and no more. Okay, so now if I think about this, if I have savings, remember goal number two is to accumulate capital, accessible cash, equal to 50% of my household income, and I can get at it without fees or penalties or taxes, etc. When I have that, can I not have higher deductibles on my auto and home? I had a gal here last night. She has a truck that's a 96. A 96, and she still has collision coverage on it. Guess what? She was spending almost $100 a year on collision coverage on a car that's a 1996. Now, if you understand collision coverage, I don't think you do. Collision coverage pays for your vehicle if the accident was your fault. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have had an accident over your driving life that was absolutely your fault. You totaled the car or whatever, and it was your fault. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few of you out there. But how many times did you do it over your lifetime? How many times? Okay. So when you increase the deductible, and, and the other thing, she had a homeowner's. It's still at a $250 deductible. You need to run right now. Go look at your homeowner's policy. And if you don't have at least a $500 deductible or more, then you need to call your insurance insurance agent up because they're ripping you off. Because it hasn't been $250 for a long time. And when I find one of those, that means the agent isn't doing their job. They work for you. You pay them a, a pay a premium to the company and they earn a commission by servicing you and giving you information. And if they're not advising you to increase your deductibles, they're not, they're not your friend. All they're doing is maintaining their percentage of income because they make a percentage on every dollar you pay in premium. And the last thing they really want to do is lower the premium because that takes away their income. That's what it is, folks. Let's get real. You know, I'm, I'm a fiduciary, so I have to work by law. I do it anyway, regardless. It's never a question. You are always number one. Remember the coin I told you the story? You're always number one in our relationship. It has to be that way. Otherwise, I couldn't go home and sleep at night. I'm one of those guys. I have a big conscience. So if something isn't just right, I lose sleep over it, and then I fix it. It just has to be that way. The next strategy, use dividend paying whole life insurance as your emergency and opportunity fund. 
We'll get into that in more detail tomorrow because I've actually got, I got probably five, 10, 15, I got 18 or 19 specific strategies that I want to go through and, and it may bleed into next week to get this done. But I want to make sure that you understand because some of the strategies, you, you don't just show up at retirement and do it. You, you have to think about it. If you want to have retirement income that is tax free or tax favored in some way, you want to have lifetime income that's with certainty. Some of those things you have to plan for them before you get there. So we're talking about a macroeconomic comprehensive diversified portfolio of plans and strategies and, and value. It's, it's a bigger picture than most people think. So with that, I'm going to end. I want to tell you, remind you, get my book or go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other booksellers. You can contact me through Facebook and we'll communicate with you and I'll send you an autographed copy. And they're, they're, they're $20 through me. They're $25 at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So $20 plus tax and shipping. So you can get it through me. Or you can go to cfo-project.com, put in your name and email address, and then you will get a download. You'll get a link. You'll get an email with a link to be able to download a PDF of my complete book, Put it on your computer, put it on your phone. You can read it that way. Reading this book is important. It will change your life. My whole life is in that book. You know, when you talk about, well, 20 bucks or $25 is too much for a book. Most people that write books, their whole life is in that book. I shared my whole life of experience in this book to help you find a way to a better financial ending. That's what I did. Now, if you go to cfo-project.com, I'm going to ask you to invest $47 over there for $47. You're going to get life insurance. Will it pay when I die? You can also upscale for 20 bucks over there and get this book, my book, autographed by me. Life insurance, will it pay when I die by Kim Butler? And I wrote the foreword to the book. Nelson Nash's book. Part one, the first three chapters, it is the basics. It will change the way you think about managing money. And my new ebook that I just compiled, Jumpstart Your Financial Freedom. There's the $47. Now, what, when you do that, it all comes with a money back guarantee. So if you invest $47 and you do this, guess what? And you can say to me, I read all the material and it's a bunch of bunk, it's worthless. I will write you a check and send you your $47 back. That's what it is. Same with my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. If this isn't worth the 20, 25 bucks or whatever you pay for it, I'll refund your money. But you got to look me in the eye and say, I read it and it didn't help me in any way, shape or form. And I'll give your money back. With that, God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow's Friday. It's the end of the month. See you at noon tomorrow.